At Baptist Health South Florida, it's our mission to care for you when you're injured or sick and help you stay healthy and fit. Welcome to the Baptist Health Talk podcast, where our respected experts bring you timely, practical health and wellness information to improve your family's quality of life. How is coronavirus connected to fewer emergency room visits? And could this be contributing to a new kind of crisis? Hear why doctors are concerned on this episode of Baptist Health Talk. Hello, Baptist Health Talk podcast listeners. This is your host, Dr. Jonathan Fialco, and I'd like to welcome you to another special edition of our show focused on the coronavirus. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, doctors across the country have reported a significant drop in the number of patients they're treating for heart attacks, strokes, and various other acute illnesses. One reason, many people may be reluctant to go to the emergency room for fear of contracting the virus. And that's the topic of today's podcast. We'll look at this concerning trend with our special guest and a good colleague and friend of mine, Dr. Marcus St. John. Dr. St. John's an interventional cardiologist. He's the medical director of the Cardiac Catheterization Lab at Miami Cardiac Investment Institute and the medical director of interventional cardiology for Miami Cardiac Investment Institute Cardiology. Thank you for joining us, Marcus. Thank you for having me here. So, so Marcus, this is kind of something that I recall you and I talking about just, you know, um, um, in side conversations a couple of weeks ago. And then earlier this month in the New York Times was a great article by Harlan Krumholtz of Yale titled, Where Have the Heart Attacks Gone? And in that article, he talks about an informal Twitter poll of interventional cardiologists where most of the respondents noted 40 to 60 percent reductions in heart attacks, acute heart attacks, which we would think we would not be able to necessarily um, control with a COVID-19 pandemic. So so what have been your particular experiences regarding the uh, acute heart attacks that we are called to be responsible for at Baptist Hospital? John, I think we have seen similar trends here at Baptist that have been seen elsewhere uh, around the country, uh, specifically for heart attacks that require treatment immediately by being taken to the cath lab, that volume has decreased by about 50%. Um, So the heart attack doctors are getting called much less. And then there's a second version or second flavor of heart attacks in which you have a little more time to decide what to do. And that volume has also decreased by about 50%. And uh, we've felt it in terms of the numbers of cases that we are doing in the cath lab. Um, where where that volume has decreased. And as you said, there is not any credible reason why the COVID virus should decrease the risk for heart attack. In fact, quite the opposite. So it has led us to believe that maybe patients are unsafely avoiding care. Which which is obviously problematic. Are we seeing people, we know that we, we teach people and we educate people and we really promote the message that if you think you're having a heart attack, Call 911, get checked out quickly. Um, the quicker we get to someone having a heart attack, the more we can prevent death and, and maybe di- disabling illnesses. Do we? Are you seeing people that are presented with heart attacks a little bit later than maybe otherwise? Have you noticed that trend at all? Or the ones that are presenting are at least the ones that are calling pretty quickly? Um, the, the, the latter. The ones who are presenting seem to be just presenting as they would have normally. We haven't yet seen an influx in cases of what we would call delayed presentations. And we may yet see those patients um, who who finally sort of cry uncle and say, well, I have to call now because this has been going on for two weeks. Um, So we may see those patients. Um, What we have seen from some reports out of New York, and you and I have talked about this before, is that um, 
the EMS services have documented an increase in the numbers of calls they are getting to, to patients' homes for people who have died suddenly. And presumptively, at least a large proportion of those are probably what we call sudden cardiac death, where someone had a heart attack, ignored the symptoms, and then simply died at home. So what our fear is that the missing heart attacks are, in fact, simply dying at home. And and that goes against everything we've accomplished over the last decades of, again, getting people to recognize the symptoms, get treated quickly, staying home, fearful, dying, or maybe we'll start seeing people with damage from heart attacks and the consequences of that as well. Um, so that is a, a concern. Um, many different reasons out there, but what would you feel, especially in speaking to the people who are coming in and what you're reading around the country, speaking around the country, why is this the case? Why do you think we're not seeing this preponderance of heart attacks as we did prior to COVID-19? I think, John, the, the reality is people are afraid. Um, even physicians are, are fearful. There's, there's anxiety that I've spoken about with, with colleagues. Um, but patients, people at home, are being given these very strong messages from, from all levels of government to, to stay home and avoid crowded situations. Uh, and I think people are translating that into being very afraid of calling an ambulance and very afraid of coming to a hospital. And um, I think our message throughout this podcast and beyond is, is if you're having heart symptoms that could be a heart attack, you, you still have to call, call for help because ignoring it could be deadly. Well, how can we how can we reassure the population um, with that message, which is of paramount importance? How can we reassure them that the hospital is safe for you to get care that's not COVID nineteen? Yeah. Can you speak to a little bit about you know how the COVID nineteen cases may be separated, or you know what precautions are being taken for someone who might be having a heart attack or a non COVID nineteen emergency? Absolutely. Uh, so Baptist Hospital, as as with every other health system around the country is going to great lengths to separate patients by by risk for COVID or or by a diagnosis of it. Um, so many hospitals have tents or structures outside of the emergency department where people are screened initially. Those who are at low risk for COVID can then come into the emergency department and get their usual care. Those who are likely to have COVID can be screened appropriately and sent home where, where appropriate or admitted to specific units uh, sequestered from the general population. So I think the message to patients is that it is safe to come to the hospital. We're not going to mix you in with people who might put you at infectious risk. Um, And we have taken great lengths to create structures where if you come with a non-COVID-related issue, we will take care of that issue and diminish your risk of getting COVID by coming to the hospital. So we hear you. And uh, it's safe to come when you need to come. And you said we've had a 50% decrease in acute heart attacks, patients being brought to the cath lab. Of those that came in, we've not seen any hospital-induced COVID-19 infections, I think. Is that, is that fair yeah. to say? That's an excellent observation, and it's an accurate one, and hopefully one that will give people comfort. So, so certainly that we are aware, we haven't, by taking patients for procedures or treating their, their heart disease, uh, unwittingly infected anyone with COVID. So, so the um, the heart attacks are of paramount importance because of that urgency of getting taken care of. 
Um, but again, as we've noted, there's other kinds of emergency type of medical conditions that have also decreased in presentations. Can you speak to a few of those? Yeah. Um, so I think the, the first one that, that I was remiss in not mentioning is stroke. So stroke and heart attack have a lot of the same risk factors, the, the, a lot of the same things cause strokes that, that cause heart attacks. And our stroke colleagues who treat the strokes with emergency procedures have seen a similar decrease in their presentations. Uh, so I think we are also suffering from, from people being afraid to come for treatment of neurologic conditions. Um, and then as outside of the cardiovascular symptoms like gallbladder disease or or other types of things, hernia problems or, or things that might otherwise cause people to come to the hospital because of pain, because of, of uh, other symptoms, they are also seeing a decrease. I don't have those exact numbers, but I know from communication with our colleagues in the hospital, they are seeing a decrease in other usual causes of admissions um, with, with the only reasonable explanation being likely fear of coming to the hospital itself. Right. You would think that, you know, people are home and they're anxious. You would think that if people are eating poorly, maybe they're eating better, but the stress of the the COVID-19 would increase um, these acute illnesses. And we can't say they're not. We're just not seeing them in the hospital. And I think, as you're saying, our colleagues are noticing that, whether it be uh, um, infections or strokes or gallbladder and appendicitis and various other fairly right. common conditions. So we have to assume people are afraid to come in. And and as you mentioned, the concern is the people that survive may be dealing with more significant disabling situations that could have been prevented elsewhere. So I, I appreciate that. Um, so I guess, you know, kind of the recommendation and the messaging we continue to give is for people to not delay. Don't delay. If you're feeling something significant, still call 911. Let the paramedics assess you. They'll take the proper precautions. Go to the hospital if necessary. The proper precautions will be made for safety um, and don't delay. And Marcus, I think, is it worth saying that the medical practices are still available as well? Um, I know we're certainly available for our patients and we're taking those, you know, the heart failure patients, the higher risk patients and making sure that that they still have the medical care. Can you speak a little bit about um, um, what's being done in the medical practice and maybe touch on telemedicine a little bit? Absolutely, John. And you've been a leader in this. we are open for business. I think if, if listeners take away only one thing from this podcast is, is the medical profession is open for business. We are here to serve you. We've adapted to the times we can serve you safely. Um, so if you have an appointment that was scheduled already, don't assume that it's canceled or don't assume that you shouldn't come. Call, call your practice, call your doctor and see what arrangements they have made. Um, certainly if you are having symptoms Call your doctor and he or she will make arrangements to have you evaluated. Now, how that evaluation happens has changed. And that's what you were mentioning, um, this this evolution, this rapid evolution of telemedicine, which which is going to be here to stay in some form or another, uh, whereby we can see you on on a phone or computer link and certainly hear you. And um, we can assess you and then uh, make some recommendations for some patients Following that assessment, it may still be prudent to have you come to the office for a more detailed exam. For others, the the -the over-the-phone assessment is sufficient to make a diagnosis and begin treatment. Um, So no patient should simply stay at home and not access care because every medical practice um, in this country has made some adaptation 
and is able to to help patients by by telephone or some other medium that doesn't always involve being being in the office itself. For those who we think need to come to a practice, rest assured that the waiting rooms are now empty. Um, you know, I, I've gone through our waiting room, John, uh, once or twice in the last week, and and there has never been anyone in there. Um, the chairs are separated. Uh, we have taken all appropriate measures to reduce your risk. All of our staff wear masks in the office, and all of our patients will be asked to wear masks upon presentation. So you can access medical care. You should access it, and we will do it in a safe and effective manner. And, and I appreciate that. And those adaptations are replicated throughout the medical practices in the Baptist Health System um, and uh, the significant work being done um, as we come out of this to make sure that we continue these these safe practices um, in terms of um, um, patients uh, getting seen by their medical providers or, or having other medical care given. So I like what you said. We're, we're open for business. That's not a business model. It's it's an availability for those that need it, and I think that's of yeah. importance. So um, again, Marcus, this is this is wonderful. I mean, we're very fortunate to have you and other leaders in, in Baptist Health and in Miami Cardiac Investments too. I know you you and others are staying attuned to national trends and and uh, our society and, and medical organization guidelines. And um, there's nothing out there that we're not exposed to. And I, I really thank you for all that uh, energy, time, and expertise that you've put to that. Um, any final comments that you'd like to make um, um, before we wrap up? I, I know you hit all the hit all the hit all the hot points. Yeah, I I think we have, John. Uh, I thank you for this opportunity, and, and I hope that people get the message that that we're here to help. We have adapted to, to this current crisis. So um, if you need help, call us and, and we'll make it work. Don't stay and suffer in silence because that's when you'll get into trouble. Again, well said, and I hope our listeners uh, feel reassured that we are here to help and they're not alone. So folks, don't delay. Call your doctor's office if you're not feeling well. If you notice anything unusual, they're still around to help you. If you're really suffering or concerned with major symptoms, call 911. The proper protection will be there. The proper assessments will be made. If you're brought to the hospital, be reassured you will not get COVID-19 from being in the hospital. But that's where you'll need to get your urgent care. And hopefully these trends will um, reverse so the right people can get taken care of in the right place. Once again, um, thank you for listening during this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic to our podcast. Uh, as before, any thoughts, any topics, uh, any ideas, uh, send an email to Talk at baptisthealth.net. Thank you again to our guest, Dr. Marcus St. John, um, and stay safe and stay home, everybody. Find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at baptisthealth.net slash news. And be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by Baptist Health South Florida, healthcare that cares. 